Hey guys, Naughty here. This week we have a bonus episode for all my listeners, where I interview Milking Coach. Milking Coach is a master cock and prostate milker, edger, and cum control coach. He is also marketing manager for baitworld.com, where he produces original programming for baiters all year round. This episode is probably my longest one because Milking Coach provides so much sexy, informative information, we could barely squeeze it in. He talks about what it means to bait, edge, and milk a cock. He talks about his first time masturbating with his cousin, how he became a baiter, how he started milking guys in high school, and he also shares his special talent for talking straight guys out of their pants. And you'll never forget the surprising straight man he once milked. Also, find out how he became the milking coach and what he does to the men, or as he calls them, bulls, that he milks on his site. And he'll share a few of the gadgets he uses and where you can find them. He also talks about how to milk men's prostates, anal orgasms, or as some call them, prostate orgasms. And he provides tips and tricks on how you can pleasure your prostate. He also talks about being a solo sexual and how he found community on baitworld.com. And he shares how he became marketing manager on baitworld.com and his new original series, The Great Bait Off, which premieres tomorrow, May 6, 2022. And for all you naughty listeners, he's providing a special treat. At the end of this interview, he'll allow me to share audio of the only video he's ever done for his website that he can come to while watching. All right, and without further ado, here is Milking Coach. So for the sake of the um, episode, I'll just call you Coach. How about that? That's what I go by. Awesome, awesome, man. Yeah. Um, so I am really excited about having you on. Uh, and, you know, I it's so weird because when I would watch your your porn, um, if that's what you would call it, that's what I would call it. And, and I, you know, I would watch and be like, wow, this is so interesting and so cool. First of all, I didn't even realize you lived that close to me. I'm not going to say how close you live to me. I'm not going to say what state I live in or what state you live in, but I just thought you were like way far off in the distance, some, some, some far off land. Um, do people know normally where, where you live or not really? Yeah, they do. Because I, I keep it on all my profiles, you know, my mm. fan sites on Twitter. Yeah. I think I think people either don't read profiles or they they think I'm kind of making it up. And I'm like, well, why would I pretend I'm in Atlanta? You know? Right, right, right. <laughs> um, yeah. Although I love Atlanta. Atlanta is wonderful. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So I, I do love my home. Yeah. And when I say, you know, close to you, I mean, I meant like, you know, it's not like you're out in LA, you know, we're both on the East coast, you know, yeah. um, in the, yeah. in, in the Southeast region. So, um, so yeah. And so, um, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, wow, you're not that far off. And then on top of that, like, it's so weird as I do what I do before my Twitter following grew, every time I get a new follower, I'd be, I check the profile, like, Ooh, Ooh, cool. And then when it started picking up, you know, you kind of, you kind of lose the time to do that. And so you were somebody that I, I believed that I had started following, you know, uh, early on, um, and in hopes that I said, nah, he's too big time. He'll probably, he probably won't even, you know, um, be interested, but I, but I follow who I think I might want to be on the podcast. And, um, and so I just got used to, you know, I'm in all these bait spaces and I've, I've, I've gotten so engrossed in the community. In fact, um, I owe most of my fan base to that. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a large part of my, um, of my Twitter following. And, and it's so weird because all of a sudden I'll go to a profile and be like, Ooh, 
let me message them, see if they, and I'm like, oh, they're already following me. And so I think one day I looked and I was like, oh, wow, Milking Coach is following me. Um, but, but I heard your podcast. I loved it. I heard, um, I heard a friend of mine on your podcast. Yes, you did. And that was Noah. And, you know, I get a lot of requests because, you know, I, I, um, there are videos that I, of some of the playtimes I have, we record the video and it's on my Patreon and I'll get these requests for episodes with Noah. And I'm like, well, um, there's no video with, we're, we're bidding over the phone and, um, you know, um, but, uh, but anyway, but for those who want to find Noah, who was formerly Noah the Boy Wonder, he is now. His Twitter is at Boy Who Arts. That's B O Y W H O A R T S. And I'll put his link down in the in the show notes. So um yeah, yeah, it was really popular. And you know Noah how? So I know Noah from Bait World. I've been a member of Bait World for Gosh, about a decade now, and, um, and I've been on staff for about four years now. Yeah. So yeah, he's uh, he's hit me up a few times. Yeah, and we're going to get into Bait World and this new show you got coming out um, that you've been promoting this week, which I'm so excited that I get to talk to you about on this episode. It was kind of very serendipitous how you know you were you were plugging your show, and it's something that you know you you've been wanting to spread the word out about and or get the word out on and uh i want to get get you on the show and we just made it work today so um yeah so yeah great so so i had noah on for that baiting episode and um you know we we talked about what baiting is what it means to be a baiter and basically i talked about how i have i wouldn't officially call myself a baiter but i am i am definitely i definitely swim in the waters quite well and i've developed quite a a following with whether it's in a bait space with my imagination or I haven't mentioned this on my, on my show, <laughs> but, uh, I have hosted, uh, zoom rooms with a bunch of baiters before, um, when it's just my voice and there's like, you know, up to like fucking 95 to hundred dicks on the screen, you know, and I encourage them, um, to, to get off and stuff. And so they're used to calling me coach. So now I'm calling you coach. And so, you know, it's, it's just funny. Um, but anyway, but, um, that's, yeah, that's fun. So we talk about that. How would you describe what it is? Oh, well, and, and we, he and I talked about how there are different kinds of baiters. There's, you know, there's the solar sexuals. There are some that are use very specific language. Some go to what some might call the extreme of very making it very ritualistic to where it's all hell penis. Um, others do bro talk, but at its core, how would you define a baiter? Um, I would say a baiter is someone who is in tune with his cock. And by that, I mean that, um, uh, not necessarily obeying the cock, but really, um, you know, in tune with what his, his cock needs, um, doesn't really worry about what other people think about baiting. It's just kind of, um, on your own road, as far as masturbation is concerned, your own um desires your own um imagination what you'd like to watch or not watch while doing it um and then i'm kind of a little on the flip side of that i'm a milker so i'm actually doing that to men as a one-way 
satisfaction. Hold on, slow down. We're going to (laughs) get, we're going to get there um, because we're going to talk about milking, edging, um, come control, all of that. So we're, we're going to get into it, but, but yeah, thank you for sharing that about, um, about baiting. And I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to save it. Um, I have to say, I love the sound. I love, I don't know, like guys have different words that they prefer, whether it's dick or cock or whatever. I just love it when a guy says cock. Like I just, like I started drooling when you said guy cock. I was like, oh, just, I love the way it rolled off your lips. So, um, it's a strong word. I love it. Isn't it? And like, I just love like, you know, daddy will Tantra, right? Oh yeah, he's a good friend. Yeah, yeah, I love him. He's so sweet. He did my podcast once and he's going to come back and do it again. And this time we're actually going to play together. Uh, the first time he did a guided masturbation. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, we've, oh my gosh. And when I first heard him talk, what I, what I find so fucking hot about him is the way he talks about like in a very educational way, but he talks about it in such, he uses strong, strong words. So he's like, yeah. And so you have to understand when you get into this this position when you fuck you're going to use this do this and then and you know with the cock you're going to do it's just like and he's not trying mm-hmm. to make it strong but it just is and it doesn't that make it sound hotter oh yeah he's great love his voice he's he's he is everything you think he would be he is just wonderful yeah and in person even better and more fun <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 um okay so so you know what i often do when i interview guys as and you may know this well it was different. I think with Noah, I'm not sure if we went into it this way, but I ask what, if the, if the interviewee or really just my guest is comfortable sharing, I ask them what their first sexual experience was. Um, and I don't do it because I want to get sexually, you know, aroused by hearing about a story that happened in someone's youth. It's really about learning how men's journeys through life take them and how their sexual experiences you know over time form where they end up really so for you um what was your first sexual experience like if you don't mind sharing well my first sexual experience was with my cousin um we were 10 um not a cousin that lives in the same city we would always see each other at the grandparents for holidays kind of thing Mm -hmm. um and we discovered kind of a hidden room <laughs> in my grandparents' basement. Uh-huh. And we would go down there and play with each other. He had a huge cock for 10-year-old, 11-year-old. We, we played two years, so 10 to 12, or no, 10 to 13, three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it started out as masturbation. Um, his father was a doctor. He's now deceased, but uh, he would share technical terms with my cousin and in a turn he would share them with me you know talking about semen ejaculating from the penis um uh so uh he would talk uh talk us through the masturbation especially the first few times because i really didn't know what i was doing i was kind of fumbling around um but i knew it felt good um but i love stroking him even more (laughs) so Mm -hmm. The Dom Melker came out pretty early, I would say. Uh. Um, so, yeah. And then um, there was a little bit of sex. It just um, like, I think, I think he penetrated me once. And that's actually when I came for the first time, when I ejaculated for the first time. And it was 
it was both scary and amazing because it's scary because I was like, Oh my God, what is this? And that's when he explained yeah. that semen coming out of your penis. Um, yeah. and, uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, those were very formative. <laughs> well, let me tell you, um, I- I'm sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, no, that's it. That's uh, it was the cousin. Well, you know, I first of all, I I appreciate the fact that you're you're honest about that. I mean, a lot of us have you know cr- cr- crushes on our cousins when we're kids, and we you know do things or, or think about wanting to do things, you know. Um, and so I'm thank you for just being completely honest about that. Um, but um, the what's so interesting is that, and I think what so I have a naughty audio feedback anonymous feedback hotline where. They can leave feedback and all this kinds of stuff. And despite how I tell them not to every now and then I'll get these, you know, sext messages like, you know, I want to see your dick or this or that, or just, you know, whatever. And I'm like, that's not what this is for. Um, although I do use it to reach out to some sometimes cause they're not really sure how to, um, leave feedback. Anyway, this one guy said something about like, it seems that you hold back sometimes because, of different terminology you're using almost like you're trying to censor yourself. And I, I don't, I don't, I'm not exactly sure what he means by that, but it dawned on me that I know, depending on who I'm playing with, sometimes I'll use the word penis versus cock. And I think that may be what he's talking about, but, um, I tried to explain in my, uh, interview, I think, or my playtime with Noah, that like, or we tried to explain for the listeners that a lot of baiters you use very specific language and it's really, and it's very interesting. Something I learned about how they will use, um, technical terms like penis and semen, um, and, yeah. and, but, and actually there's a, there's, um, I'm not going to say who, but there's a listener that, um, I've, I've, we've, there's a listener, there's a, I've made a friend and he um was not even into that kind of stuff at first and then i i broke down to him how it's just so interesting how they use these these anatomical terms and somehow sexualize them and it's in the beginning it's kind of funny to hear people talk about you know sperm your penis and all this stuff but then it it's actually it's actually kinky i think it is. Oh, it's so sexy. I, I love it. I have my word of choice, but I love hearing everybody else's words. And I get requests to, you know, coach, do you mind doing clinical terms? I've Because yeah. I've done some role-playing scenes before. Yeah. Well, so, um, yeah. Well, here's what I was going to say about it. Normally, you know, when everybody wants, we always want to know where these things come from, like, you know, or what, you know, when there's like a famous saying or this or that and and any sort of culture is like, where did it originate? If people are saying it all over the place and I'm not saying that you, obviously I'm not trying to say that you and your cousin originated this, but your experience really does sound like an origin story. It sounds like an origin story. I've never heard anyone actually break it down in a way that could literally make it sound like that was the beginning of something. You know, you say, I mean, it was, I mean, that's like something you know, out of a movie, it's like, well, his dad was a doctor, makes perfect sense. So his dad would explain everything clinic, you know, clinically. So therefore, as a kid, he, you know, um, would ex- do the same and explain it to you. And it's almost like it became so ritualistic. And it's like, and thus the, you know, this was born, you know, it just, so I just, so I'm, I, so I'm so fascinated by this. I don't hope that makes sense what I'm saying. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. Anyway, in the interest of time, so I'll, I'll get us back on track here. So, um, one of my questions was going to be, when did you, when and how did you come to realize that you were a baiter? So would you say this was kind of your awakening to that minus, oh, yeah. minus the getting yeah. fucked? Yeah. 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 I've always, I've always been a baiter. Um, yeah. I can't remember when I wasn't. Yeah. That really did start it. Um, uh, I don't think I was doing it as often as I do these days, it's, it's funny, the older I've gotten, the more frequently I do it every day. And actually, um, you didn't ask this, but I'll volunteer this information. If I don't ejaculate at least once a day, it really throws me off. Like, I'm not an edger myself. I love teaching edging and teaching about edging. But for me personally, I've got to come at least once a day. Um, yeah, I heard you say that. Because, yeah, it's true. I mean, I can't, I'm completely off if I don't. Um, and I actually ejaculated three times today, so I'm doing good. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm in a good mood. <laughs> okay. Like, seriously, you know, I just realized, like, you know, earlier on, early on in my, the, episodes i revealed that i'm actually surprisingly more of a monogamous person but like you know when i'm not with somebody i just feel like i'm just a big old slut and so hearing you knowing that even though you are very specific about all this kinds of stuff just hearing you talking about jacking and, and ejaculating i my mouth immediately just went open so it's just like it's just like somebody's you know it's like if they step on my step on my uh my foot it's like a trash can my mouth is open um but anyway, anyway, <laughs> that's a good image yeah, to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the space that you were um, hosting, promoting your show, uh, the Great Bait Off, I, I remember you um, saying that um, you know that's how you are because I know that there are guys that can edge for hours. I don't know how. It's yeah, it's like yeah, it, it's ins yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't judge it. And when I say it's insane, I don't mean that in a negative way. I'm just like. Oh, I agree with you. It's it's, just, it's hot and insane, but it's insane yeah, sometimes. Like, I, mean, I, um, I don't have I wish yeah. I had the time. But um but while we're and, and but one thing I wanted to ask you then or kind of respond to when you said that that if you don't come at least once a day you're kind of grumpy i know on the flip side you have those guys guys that practice semen retention and i hear oh, stories yeah. about yeah. how like when they don't come they like they have all this energy and they have all this you know built up you know whatever and whatever and then when they finally come again then they feel kind of drained and not so you know chipper for a while while or something like that right Right. You know, it's interesting because I, I think it's admirable for people who can do that, who can edge all day and, and not come and save it up. And I know for some men, I know a few of them, especially from Bay World, um, that, uh, you know, it's a goal. I had a friend who didn't come for 90 days, which to me is just, I would go insane. Um, I think a little retention is fine, but you know, it's been proven scientifically, scientifically proven that um, the more you ejaculate, the better it is for your prostate health. You know, you got to keep the pipes clean. <laughs> yeah. um, that's technical, right? Got to keep the <laughs> clean. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think retention is cool, but I just, 
I wouldn't go beyond a couple or three days. I mean, I can't do it anyway, but I would recommend that men not go past two or three days because, um, you know, again, for health reasons, especially men over 30, um, it's good to, to ejaculate regularly. Right. Yeah. And I will say, you know, sh- I didn't sh- mean to bring it down, but no, you know, no, no, it's I informative. To, no. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, shout out to all the guys out there who, um, you know, I, I know not everybody can ejaculate whether they, whether they, they had prostate removal or they've had, um, um, right. um, I don't know, uh, paralysis or something, you know, I understand. And that's why I'm such an advocate for, you know, finding ways to incorporate other points of body stimulation and pleasure, even throughout your bait or just by, or just, you know, by, by itself. And that's why I'm, uh, you know, I, I started dabbling in and learning from the, the gay Tantra community. So I, I, I can't wait to have somebody, um, on from that. And I know there's new age Tantra versus the old stuff. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't conflate the two, but anyway, back to baiting though. But, but yeah, no, that's, that's great information. That's really informative and I'm glad you shared it. So what would you say, what is the difference between baiting and edging and milking? Well, so edging is really, um, just going up to that point or like to the edge of the cliff before you lose it and ejaculate um, and going up there multiple times, but without going over, um, which, which a lot of men do and enjoy. And I love doing that to men. Um, milking is the technical definition is the manipulation of the penis for uh, semen. So what I am is actually an edging milker. So I like to have longer sessions with men. So I edge their penis, their cock, (laughs) um, (laughs) you know, for a while uh, before I let them come. Um, The other thing about milking, you know, it's, it's deliberate in the way that you or that I um, change my pressure points, um, as well as the speed at which I stroke. So it's really, it's, it's, um, it's interesting because it's, it's, uh, there's so many different things you can do to a penis with a hand. (laughs) Um, and I just, I just love experimenting with men with how to, um, give them different sensations. Oh, we'll get there. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I don't, I, I hate to keep saying, oh, we'll get there, but I just like, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Just, yeah, that's fine. Okay, cool. Um, cause I want to start with when you first started milking guys. Now, were you doing this back in high school? Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I didn't call it milking back then, well, but yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so I'm very, very, very intrigued by this because, um, you said you're what? 51. You said. Okay, so you were in high school uh, about what, like uh, eighty six through eighty nine. Eighty six through eighty nine. So eighty nine. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So so at that time, I mean, were you at what point were were you out? Well, I wasn't out. See, I've ex- I've shared this a few times, and um, I know some people find it confusing. I was really um, intrigued with cock way before I knew about gay. 
So I've always been fascinated by the penis. That's um, so fucking hot. You know, since I was little. Um, and uh, would go to the driving club with my dad or, you know, um, uh, happened to be in a gym shower with an uncle, that sort of thing. So I was always, always fascinated with the penis. Um, I didn't come out until I was 21 because I did date girls in high school and college mm-hmm. um but uh we didn't really have a lot of sex <laughs> Shock. um my my thing in high school i went to boarding school in upstate new york and uh on our when i was a freshman we had four seniors who were on our dorm they were the dorm monitors mm-hmm. and i i stroked two of them pretty regularly um, and back then I called it long stroking. I mm. have a gift for getting men out of their pants. Uh, guys, I, sorry, I interrupted, uh, the interview right at like a really ooh, stimulating, sexy point. So you, you have and had a gift, a talent for what now? Talent for talking men out of their pants. Okay. Uh, really straight men. <laughs> that's the hottest um, shit fuck yeah there's so many gay guys that are like listening closer now turning turning up the volume now listening to this not not that not that straight men are the are the prize but there's some gay men that really yeah, love straight men that's a that's a fetish for a lot of gay men right. and you know quite frankly it is for me too i when mm-hmm. i first started i know we're gonna get there but when i first started milking 10 years ago the i it was predominantly straight men mm-hmm so I really started out with a bunch of straight men, but anyway, um, yeah. So I would, you know, it's, it's the whole bet your girlfriend doesn't do this, bet she doesn't stroke you, you know, yeah. for longer than 10 minutes or, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. T- yeah. Tell me the first so. time, t- the very first time you were able to, you know, get a, get a straight guy out of his, you know, pants and, first and time. Or um, the first time you can remember and, and yeah. what you did. So, so that was a neighbor. Um, I was in middle school, which was seventh grade. And uh, I had a really very cute neighbor uh, who was literally across the street from us growing up. Um, and he had a fort in his backyard and we would play in the fort. Um, and one day it rained while we were playing, we got all muddy, all dirty, and we were all wet. So we went into the fort and, uh, we started taking off the wet clothes and, uh, uh, he, we both kind of stripped down to our, uh, briefs. And, uh, I said, you know, um, why don't we just take these off? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he was like, oh, I'm not sure mom could come out and find us. I'm like, oh, it's okay. We're, it's raining. We'll be fine. And uh, I asked him, you know, have you ever been uh, stroked by a girl? And he said, yes. And I said, was she good? He's like, yeah, she's kind of quick. So uh, I showed him what it was like to have a longer stroke. <laughs> well, well, okay, but like, so I get really descriptive. So, like, what did you then? What did you then say? Well, like, you know, how did you get them? Because you know how they, you know how there's a dance. So, you know, how'd it go? Yeah, it wasn't too long. I mean, he he, from what I remember, he he got out of those briefs pretty quick. 
Okay. Um, and, and we met up a few more times, uh, after that. So yeah. And he had a great penis. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. Billy. <laughs> oh, of course, of course, Billy. I haven't thought about him in a while. Uh, yeah. Well, let's get to something more, more legal. Like I, I, I want to think about like high school, like, well, just, yeah. just in okay. high school, okay. like you doing these, like, I, give me one more really hot experience. Cause the way, the way I'm imagining this in my, in my mind, I mean, high school, isn't that big i mean you know it's so and i mean there and there's so many only so many guys that you know around your age so i so in my mind i'm just imagining like there's a line outside the there's a line outside the the men's locker room bathroom and you're just like you know taking taking guys in there be like, be like all right man don't tell anybody about this all right you know so so yeah. like in pleasant hill i mean pleasantville well, the big thrill for me in high school was uh, I never was attracted to anyone my age. It was always older guys. So I was always, um, and this is true, uh, freshman, sophomore, and junior year, I would always stroke seniors or people older than me. And when I was a senior and there were no more people older than me, I sort of gave up. But uh, yeah, so um, it's just about reading mags in a bedroom, in the dorm room. Mm -hmm. um, the winters in upstate New York are bleak mm -hmm. and there's really not much you can do <laughs> mm -hmm. except be trapped inside, kind of like a pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we would just like we hustler, play, playboy, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And um, when I would notice, you know, the face kind of getting redder and redder, could see he was getting turned on. That's sort of when I would make my move. Um, that sounds kind of predator, but it really wasn't. Um, but was there ever and, a time, you know, I would I, say, was there ever a point? Oh, I'm so you'd say what? Well, no, I'd say, you know, uh, does your girlfriend like to stroke you? What, what do you guys do together? He would say, you know, what they did. And I'd say, really, huh? Well, you know, have you tried anything else? Have you done anything kind of different? Um, because, you know, I know a way to pleasure your penis really really well and and for a long time and uh you know then he'd get kind of quiet <laughs> uh -huh. and then the whole well i'm not gay i'm not gay you're not gay i'm not gay you know that sort of thing would happen for a minute and then you know eventually they'd take off their pants <laughs> yeah did you ever have a guy that you know start out with like dude what the fuck like if you tried to put your hand on him or something and then like all of a sudden he's like all right, well, go ahead. Um, once or twice, not that often. I'm not. A, I'm not a very imposing character in person, so mm. you know, there's no um, intimidation, and I'm not really a sadistic dom these days. So I, mm -hmm. I kind of puts guys to at ease fairly quickly. Ah, uh, yeah, you you you're kind of more my. You're kind of like the sneak sneak attack like me like yeah we're we're torn from the same cloth um but uh okay so one more before we get into the milking coach and how he was he was born or, or maybe not born how it became to be can you give me and if you can't think of one that's fine but i'm imagining you say that you were you liked to stroke older guys can you think of like a really juicy, like unexpected or like 
like, damn, that even surprised me. I, I was able to get this guy. Like, I don't know if it was like a, a teacher, professor, businessman, somebody, just anybody that was like older that like, you know, that would just be really like juicy to hear about like how you got them, especially if it, you know, my attorney, yeah, my attorney in LA, oh. in LA. Um, I had a, well, I can't talk about the suit, but there was a suit. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, I have an attorney friend. And she told me that her boss would be better suited for my case. So I, I, uh, so he was a head of a firm actually. Um, was it, did it have anything to do our, with your sexuality? Why she said that or no? No, 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 she, it was, uh, well, I have to tell you a little bit about the case and I'm, I can't do that, no but, problem. uh, um, it was, uh, it was a delicate case, um, wrongful termination. I will say that. So uh, she was like, you know, my boss is better at this. He really knows the laws inside and out on the on this sort of thing. So he took me on. We did this. Um, we did the case, um, and uh, we were back at a hotel in Century City after it was over, and we were at the bar. And he was telling me about his wife who just gave birth to their second kid. And he witnessed it (laughs) and was kind of grossed out by it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So he was kind of drowning his sorrows. And he he told me he was going to be at the bar, you know, pretty much all night. And uh, so I kind of, you know, well, that's a shame. I mean, so you guys aren't really communicating that sort of thing he said no not at all uh and there's no sex whatsoever and i'm so horned up and that was practically an engraved invitation to me so um he asked me um actually this is before we started the discussion about his wife but he said he asked me what i do in my free time and uh i told him uh, if he didn't tell my friend, because <laughs> she didn't know, I said, well, I'm, I milk men. And uh, he asked what that meant. And I said, <laughs> it was the deliberate, deliberate uh, masturbation of another man. Um, and uh, he's like, oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Um, so after he told me about his wife and the baby and all that stuff, um, I said, you know, we can we can go into the bathroom and I can sort of give you a demo. And he was like, you know what? That sounds good. And he, he took the last sip from his drink <laughs> and we went to the bathroom and I jerked him off. Um, it was pretty. It was fairly quick, but he was he had a huge cock, uh, which I could tell uh, earlier in the day. So it was it was exciting, but yeah, it was it was pretty quick, but it was hot. Mm. Okay. Cool. Nice. That, that's, that's, yeah, that's nice. That's what I was looking for. Okay. So, so yeah. How did you turn this into a business? I mean, you know, I, I, I can imagine because it's kind of, I mean, at least for me, I know that he's like, well, how do you turn something like talking to guys about sex into a business? I mean, it just kind of, it makes sense, but how, what made you decide to turn it into a business? So it was actually a bull of mine. I, I call the men I milk bulls. And uh, I had this account on Xtube, God rest its soul. Um, I know, no more years, Xtube. I know, where I would post my videos all free, and they were like little segments that I would just film for me. 
Um, but I had a following. I had about 11,000 subscribers. And um, uh, when I moved back to Atlanta, uh, one of my bulls in L.A. said, you ought to think about selling the videos on Xtube. And I was a little, you know, really? You think people would buy those? And uh, he said, well, you do a pretty good job of filming. Just see what happens. And that's what I did. And it kind of just took off. So it was sort of, I didn't plan for this to be my business, mm -hmm. but it just, um, it took off. And then I joined OnlyFans and just for fans and boom. Um, and then the porn stars started coming. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I, I, well, coming. coming. <laughs> yes. But let me ask you first though. Um, yeah. I mean, so has this be, is this your primary source of income now or do you do other things? Yep. Yep. This and my, uh, job at Bait World. So it's wow. all cock 24 seven for me. Wow. And you know what I love about, and I think what I love about what you do and what's kind of great about what I do is that like whether porn stars come, cause I've had, I've had some on my uh, podcast before, but it's like whether they come or they don't, well, I don't mean like come like ejaculate, but I'm saying whether they, whether, whether they're there or not, there will always be, and no matter how old you get or I get, as long as there's life in that hand of yours and, and, and life in my voice, there will always be, there will always be, uh, you know, content. Um, and you know, people are always having sex or getting naughty or doing something, you know, any, con you know, confessions, fantasy, all that's always going to be. So I, I think that that's really cool that you have been able to make that into, um, you know, your, your main gig. And, um, gosh, I would love to be able to one day, like live comfortably off of just doing just what I love. I mean, like th that's pretty off awesome to say. I mean, I know that I don't mean to reduce it to that, but you know, if I, if I no, were absolutely true, absolutely like, true. you know, and like you, like you live comfortably given hand jobs, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, when you love what you do, it's not really work. Right. That's what people, and I completely agree. I, I love working for myself and not working for the man. <laughs> right, right, right. And, and, you know, what, what is your philosophy around uh, like your persona and how you relate to you said your bulls bulls because you know they're you're not the only you know milker out there there are all different kinds of milkers out there right um and they all have different you know techniques and different philosophies and different um yeah. uh you know personas so how would you describe what you do and your persona and your or maybe persona is not the right word but your brand and and yeah, it's perfect yeah so i was actually named coach by a bull um, in LA and, uh, who is older than I am and who kept calling me daddy. And I said, you know, I'm really not your daddy. You're older than I am. So let's stop with the daddy and, and <laughs> without missing a beat, seriously, without missing. And he was on all fours. I had his dick in my hand. He said, okay, sorry, coach. And it just hit me. Nice. Like, yes, I'm coach. <laughs> yeah, I like that. So, yeah, and like you said, there are tons of masturbation coaches out there. There are tantra coaches. There are a ton of coaches. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that is my professional name. Um, but I was milking in milking L.A. for about eight years. So I was still coach, but my it wasn't milking coach yet. It was still milking L.A. But, uh, mm. yeah, so I've kept coach throughout. 
And um, and then it, it was another Melker who taught me bull. Yeah, um, I was going to ask you that because normally when I normally when I hear about bull, I usually hear that more in like a cuck a cuck hole type of scenario. So so okay, nice. Well, I mean, a lot of people ask me about cows, and I just I don't do cow, cows are feminine. Cows are female. Oh, I get a duh. So, I'm so stupid. I get it. Like milking. Yeah. So you're milking your bull. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Sorry, brainhead. Brain. You know, airhead moment. Um. <laughs> so, so my question to you that I started to ask, and I'll start to move it along because I know we're um we're approaching an hour. We may have to do a part two if you're open to it. Um. But because sure. Because there's so much. Um. There's so much to learn. Um, but my, you know, anytime I watch a milker, like, and you, I always wonder how the hell are you able to get them so close to the edge and when they're, you know, they're shaking and stuff and they're saying, I'm going to come. And then you just, you just like without, without nothing, without eating, just not like, just, just let go. And, 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 and they don't come. And, and before you answer that, like, understand that. Usually when I, when I see guys and experience, you know, guys or whatever, when they're at that stage, when, you know, they can't stop it. They're like, I'm going to come. And then even if you move your hand, it's like, oh, 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 and it happens. So how are you able mm-hmm. to know exactly how to get them to that point and without them coming? Because and especially since every guy is different. I mean, do you have an, do you have an individualized yeah. approach? Do you have to learn them? Do you have to train with them a while? How do you, how do you know? Well, it is learning, um, but also I do love ruined orgasms or giving men ruined orgasms. So I do love taking my hand when I know they're about to come because I like to see them come, um, you know, without the hand. And it's it's basically a ruined orgasm. So there's there's sperm, but it's not a full ejaculation. So because they're trying to keep it back. The cool thing about that, though, is that's kind of an insurance that that there will be more come. So usually with a ruined orgasm, I take my hand away. They, you know, it kind of oozes out or shoots out on its own. Um, I'll go back and just stroke again and get a second load right away. So that's kind of fun. But, you know, basically. Well, when you say or- ruined orgasm, like I always thought a ruined orgasm was when. You know, someone wants to say, can I come, can I come, can I come? And then, like, and then, you know, and then you keep them, you won't let them come. I always thought that was a ruined orgasm where they want, you want, they want to come, but you won't let them. So a ruined orgasm is what? A ruined orgasm is that, what you just said, except there is semen that comes out. So, so it's kind of um, not a half ejaculation, but part ejaculation. So they can't help holding it all in. Does that make sense? Yeah, I have a lot of videos on it. I can I can send you a couple, but it's um, it's it's a lot of fun to watch because it's basically like your own little fountain right in front of you. Yeah. yeah. Um, but because it's not a full ejaculation, there's usually more in there. So, um, and I've learned this over years of practice. It's not like it just came to me. It came to me <laughs> instantly. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, but, the, but but back to your question, though, about when I don't want them to come and I take my hand away, I can usually tell when they're close from their breathing. Breathing is the single most important thing when you're masturbating. I know that sounds weird. No, but no, it's breathe, true. Yeah. 
yeah, breathing. Because men don't usually really breathe when they're masturbating. They they kind of clench their mouths or they just kind of forget because they're in the throes of their cock. Um, but breathing is kind of the answer to everything. So I always get questions on how can I edge longer? How can I hold it in longer, not come so quickly? And my answer is always breathe. Deep inhale, deep exhale, keep the mouth open because you're releasing energy. So um, that way you can keep the cum inside the cock a little longer. Okay, nice. So, but do you find that, oh, well, this is what I wanted to ask. So when I, I, I get what you're saying, but like one thing I notice is that when a guy's getting ready to come, sometimes even just touching his dick can be dangerous at that point. Like they say, I'm going to come, you move your hand, don't even touch it again. Cause it, otherwise it'll just, you know, it'll, 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 you know, they'll come or like, um, I, well, I guess you'll, so I guess what I'm wondering is, is that, I mean, are you, do you realize you're taking a gamble? Cause in the video you sent me, which is a hot video, like you let go when he was about to come, but then you, but then almost immediately you tap, like you hit it, you hit it. Like, you know, like give it a tap. And I'm just like, Ooh, that's dangerous. You know, that's risky. You know, that could just make oh, him yeah, come. I'm all about risk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, it's also teasing because I think, you know, when, when a cock is kind of shaking, you take your hand away from it. Either this is either you by yourself or someone else doing it to you. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of fun to go back and tease it. And I do like light strokes and just things that I do to keep guys on edge all the time. Um, fun. Speaking of that, um, I noticed that you have quite a few gadgets um, at your disposal. Um, (laughs) So can you share with us what um, the different kinds of gadgets you have, just a few of them, and which are the most popular and which are the ones that will make the guy come the quickest? Well, the one that usually, well, there are two. Uh, The Venus 2000, which is a milking machine. Um, It's a pump. Yeah, I saw that. yeah, so those those can bring guys close really quick. I also love the magic wand. Um, oh, uh, I know that one. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, looks like a massager you get, for your back. Yeah, so I get um, it's called the hummingbird attachment, and put that on the end of it. And one end of that is a little tighter and. Um, has more grooves. So I use that for the cock head. And then I use the other end when I'm putting the entire cock through it or when I'm going down, up and down the cock. I love when you, yeah. how you just I say, I recommend the magic wand. <laughs> I just love how you said a hummingbird attachment. I, love, yeah. <laughs> I just love the way you said that. Um, like you're about to sing a song. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that, believe me. <laughs> So, okay. And, um, now a topic I really want to get into is prostate milking. So, oh, now that I could watch that all day. I could do that all day. Um, so tell us, tell us what that is and, um, how did you, how did you end up incorporating that and when did you start when did you start doing that practice um 
And how did you start incorporating that into, um, you know, uh, the, the milking coach? I remember when I said it's been so long. Um, so I've been milking. I started as a full-time hobby in 2010. Um, and even in those early days, I would, I would, uh, you know, I love teasing, uh, pucker, you know, the outside of the hole, Mm -hmm. um, and then sort of making my way in there. Can you say that again? Um, Pucker. Say it one more time. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. You're coming in muffled when you say it. Say it. Like, like say a word, say a couple words first and then say it. Teasing the pucker. There we go. I don't know what's going on with your mic, but it um it it's like a it takes a couple words for then you you to come in clearly. But I will confess, oh, I yeah. Okay. But but I will confess though, the first time I wanted you to say it again was just so I can hear you say it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no pucker. Anyway, but go ahead. Yeah. So so once you find the prostate, which is relatively small and normally closer to the hole itself. Um, there are different ways to massage it, press against it. I actually do something called flicking. You know, when you flick something. Oh, I like that. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's a favorite that's, of mine. That's important. Yeah, that's that's pretty big. I like doing the actually, come here motion. Yeah. Say that one more time. I like doing the come here motion with my fingers. Oh, got it, got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that's that's fun too. What I also love to do is touching the prostate with my forefinger and the taint outside on the taint with my thumb. Mm-hmm. So you've got sort of you know both ends. <laughs> I love doing that in a little vice grip. Yeah. So for those that don't know, I mean, let I mean because some don't believe it. You tell me and everyone else. Can you have a prostate orgasm? Do they, are they real? Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, yes, oh, they yeah. are. Yes, they are. They are. Of yeah. course they are. Now, the question is though, um, can any guy have one? Um, yeah, but it's, it's interesting because I, I think it takes practice like other things. Um, Meaning that the person who is being worked on or doing it to themselves kind of have to think about that a little bit, you know, that, that that's the goal of prostate orgasm. Because if you, if you want solely a prostate orgasm, you kind of have to ignore the cock for a little bit um, and just think about what's happening with the P-spot. And... Uh, yeah, I think I think if they're relaxed enough, they'll ha- they'll have a prostate orgasm. I actually have a tip for you if you want to. Yeah, I was going to ask you have for- more anal orgasms or prostate orgasms. I was going to ask so, you um, <laughs> to share those with uh, for guys. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a great toy out there um, that's called the Enjoy Wand. So it's N J O Y right. no E. Right. Um, it's solid steel. It's curved perfectly. Oh, I know prostate. what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just the best because I myself uh, have always wanted to have anal orgasms a few years ago. And when I got that, I finally did. So, yeah, it's terrific. Now, the one thing I always ask my guests because, you know, 
like when they get fucked, you know, I really wish there was a one size answer for everyone, but there just, it, there just isn't. I, I always ask guys, what does it feel like? What is that pleasurable feeling for you? What is that sensation like when you're getting fucked? And I'm very sensory, so I don't want to hear the whole, well, it hurt. Well, it just feels good and it feels so amazing. No, I wanted like sensations. And, and I find that different guys have different answers. There's some that like, um, they like, they, it, they, they feel tingly in certain areas or they'll feel numb in certain areas or they'll feel warm in certain areas. Um, or, you know, the, a common answer I'll get is, well, it feels like I'm coming, but even though I'm not, um, uh, and then there are other guys that don't really, they've never really had a prost. They don't know if they have ever had a prostate orgasm, but they get so aroused and want to come just because they're being filled and, and pounded. Um, and it has nothing to do with that. So for you, based on your experience with other guys and what they would, I'm sure, especially a lot of the first timers, what they would tell you and then what you would say for yourself and maybe from what your husband or anybody else has told you, how would you describe the sensations of a prostate orgasm or different kinds of sensations that you've heard out there? Um, I have some more vocal bulls, more vocal than others who talk about the sensations, but I think, um, I think there is a certain numbness, you know, once you, you keep at it and keep at it, it um, it's going to go a little numb, uh, but that doesn't mean you can't have an orgasm. So I'll hear it's a little numb, it's a little numb. Oh, and then it just kind of pops. So, um, yeah, that's about the only description I've ever gotten. Unfortunately, it's well, not very well. Let me let me sexy, when I, but yeah. Well, what I'm used to hearing numb, I've heard. Um, I think it may have even been uh, cocky. My the the uh, episode with Corey Kane from Cocky Boys. It may not be his or someone. It may be someone else's. But they said that other body, other parts of our body feel numb. Um, but the, the the thing I normally hear is like there's tingling. Do you not feel tingling when you're getting when you're having a prostate orgasm? What do you feel? been a long time um well it just feels great i i don't know really how to describe that i'm i'm not good at myself do you know what i mean like yeah, um, yeah. i don't really focus on it as much it's it's just kind of play with me um and i don't do it that often i, I haven't mm -hmm. done it actually in five or six years but uh um, it was, uh, it was definitely earth shattering. The, the ejaculation was huge. Yeah. So yeah, it was, and uh, the funny thing is how like you could so many times I'll see a guy, they're not even hard and they're leaking like crazy while they're being right, stimulated. Right. Um, yeah. uh, let me ask you that. I just want to say, don't you think there's something that's so especially like hot and exhilarating when you give, and I hate to say this. But when you give like a straight guy his first, um, either his first, you know, first, uh, not blowjob, but first um, orgasm, yeah, the orgasm from your hand or, mm -hmm. um, or especially, and they don't have to be straight, but especially if it's a straight guy, like they're, they get like, when you give them their first prostate orgasm, I mean, and you just watch how their body reacts, isn't there something just incredibly like, exhilarating and gratifying about that 
very. I mean, and that's sort of why I do what I do. I'm, I'm a very visual person. Um, and people laugh at this sometimes, but a lot of times I'm looking at their face more than their cock when they're, when they're ejaculating. Yeah. I like to see the O face. I like to see how Me they're too. reacting. I love to see all of that. Um, Me too. And, and of course I have, I have some guys who are masked because they don't want to show their identity on film, which is perfectly fine. Um, uh, and in that case, it's really the cock, but, but yeah, if I can see their face, it's really hot for me. Um, yeah. prostate orgasm or cock orgasm. Yeah. It's all, it's all wonderful. Something about a guy, especially a, um, masculine guy who is willing to lift his legs, expose his butthole. And I'm a foot guy too. So I like it, you know, seeing their feet in the air too, but just expose their butthole and if they're doing it while they're baiting or whatever. To me, that's just so fucking hot. Is that hot to you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Full exposure is wonderful. I love yeah. it. That's why I love talking dirty and like with baiters and be like, yeah, let the wind hit that fucking butthole. So. <laughs> I blow on it, too. I, I definitely have videos of blowing on the fucker. Yeah. yeah, yeah I love like it. making it like winds and shit. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so. Let's see, you gave t- tips and so my, my next question was going to be, do you have any tips and tricks uh, for guys who want to learn how to experience prostate pleasure? Um, and you kind of went into that. First of all, when a guy is feeling around for his prostate, what should he be? What does it feel like? You know, how do they know there's that versus, you know, I hate to be graphic and gross, but, you know, like, oh, it's not just a hard turd that's stuck up there. Ooh, I'm, I'm sorry, um, well, guys. <laughs> oh, was that well, okay? Let me say, let me say, let me look. Wait, what'd you say? What'd you say? I said boner killer. I know, I know. Oh, wait, wait, did you have a boner? I did not, but okay. that went for your yeah. listeners. I think that would yeah, be a yeah, boner yeah. killer. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably, yeah, I'll probably replace that one with butt nugget or something. Anyway, oh, God. <laughs> oh I can't get that word out of my head now. Oh. Um, <laughs> Okay, a lump of coal. So is that better? That's your question is how do I know it's the prostate or how do you know it's the prostate when yeah. you reach in there? Well, yeah. the prostate, like I said, is usually closer to the hole. Um, it's like a it is like a little peanut. I mean, it's it's small. Um, so if you're exploring, you can you can sort of rub your taint or perineum, which is between your balls and your hole. Mm-hmm. Um because that's the other end of the prostate. That's the other side of the prostate. But internally, it's going to feel like a little, like a little nut, basically. Yeah, like a little um, walnut or something. A little walnut that doesn't move. Exactly. And uh, um, you just press it, uh, rub it, uh, flick it. Uh, yeah, all that good stuff. Nice, nice. Okay, um, let's see. Now, brace yourself for this one. It's not as bad as what I, the words I said before, but I just want to know, ha, well, first of all, let me ask you, have you had any unexpected surprises when you were either edging someone or um, milking their prostate? Like any, any unexpected surprises that were like, whoa, like whether it's something vocal or if their body did something or anything like that? Well, I love, you know, the louder the moans, the better. Of course. I love verbal. I love the, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, God, oh, God. Um, I love, um, 
Well, there, there have been a couple instances where guys have pissed themselves mm-hmm. um, from prostate uh, play or and cock play too. I've had that happen as well. That's kind of hot. Mm-hmm. Um, unless I'm on my bed without a rubber sheet between me and bed. <laughs> right, right. But uh, yeah, that's that's kind of hot. Um, yeah, that's kind of the biggest surprise when they. I got to tell you, I, you were talking about porn stars earlier, um, and how they've come on your uh, show and come. I think the one that got me was when I saw Jack Dixon on there. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he's a favorite among I, the fans. Yeah, like I just wanted to get my nose as close to that butthole as I could. Like I just, <laughs> I mean, how? I mean, how was it being that close, man? How was it working with him? Loved it. Loved it. I think you can see it in our scenes. We really had a good time together. And then our last scene that we did last year, after a big group thing that we filmed, um, was very intimate and nice. You know, he was sitting in my lap and it was kind of a nice last second. So, yeah, he's great. He's great. See if you can like, you know, put in a word for me. Good word for me. See if he'll come on my show. Because I would love... (laughs) I'm serious because <laughs> I would love for him. I'd love to interview him. Uh, seems like a very nice guy too. Yeah, uh, very sweet. Very yeah, sweet yeah, guy. We'll, yeah, we'll 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 work that one out behind the scenes. I'm praying that you'll, you know. Anyway, uh, okay. Now this is the question I was going to ask. Have you had anyone? And okay, I'm just going to say this. Has any? Has anybody ever like a guy ever like farted in the middle of this? Yeah. Um, not that I can remember, but I have. Oh my gosh! Now see, oh yeah, oh, I've totally. Far- I did the other day. I was. <laughs> oh my god! Was now that's actually, the boner killer. I was actually yeah, we were filming, um, and uh, we were actually going for quite a bit, and um, I thought I could hold it in. I felt it come on coming up, and I was like, oh shit, we're filming. You know, this is going to be heard on camera. And it was really hot. It, we were really into it. And and uh, my camera guy kind of looked at me and he knew what was up. He knows me really well. And then it just happened. And then I just, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, let's get back. You know, I, I kind of overcompensated with my voice. Like, yeah. all right, let's get serious now. You know, so kind of <laughs> brush it off. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if the bull heard it because he was kind of in the zone. You know, but uh, the camera guy definitely did. Yeah, yeah. We had, we had a good laugh afterwards. Yeah. Okay. If he didn't hear it, he certainly smelled it. But um, so what about the so? Because I was just thinking, like, if you were like, because uh, I know there have been times when a guy was ejaculated so hard that he actually, you know, farted, or or like, I just didn't know if like you were doing a, a I don't know, a milking, and all of a sudden it's just like, right in your face. You're like, okay, so good. That's never happened to you before. I mean that there's a whole nother that's a whole nother genre. So um okay. So let's see. Um I was gonna ask you about how other guys can enjoy edging. Um you kind of um well let me ask you, what would you say to guys that are whether they're straight gay, whatever, what do you say to guys that have that um want to start getting into prostate play but are nervous about it, apprehensive about it, whether they grew up with shame or they just have different 
um, fears about it, like it'll be messy or what, I don't know, like what do you, what do you, or that they're, I don't know, self-conscious, what do you, what do you say to them? Well, if they're just going for prostate play and not full on um, dildo action, which is very different, uh, I have to say, um, prostate play, again, like what I do with milking the cock is very concentrated on one spot. So if you're going to um, play with your own prostate, you you can you know wash out, but it, it's not as deep as uh, as you know other anal play, because like I said, usually the prostate is is closer to the hole than uh, you know more than deeper inside. So you can you can usually reach that prostate pretty easily, um, and. Uh, you know, it's it's just I think like anything, just being conscious of your body and you know, the cleanliness and all that good stuff. And and there's nothing wrong with it. It's you know you're not harming anyone. It's just it's a pleasure center there for a reason. You know. Yeah, the, the peace spot is yeah. you know hugely pleasurable. So I think guys who are scared of butt play don't know what they're missing because if they did, they would not be about it they would just be doing it <laughs> yeah yeah um and r r before we go now we get into um to, to cap this all off to um to go into bait world and then to um can you hear me mm -hmm. okay yeah. to go into um before we cap this off by um talking about bait world and then talking about your show um do, do you have like just for you personally i mean like how do you how do you get off like what 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 gets you off? Do you like other, t I mean, do you like penetrative sex? Do you like, you know, uh, or are you very specific? Like what, what, I know you said you haven't had a, a prostate orgasm in years. I mean, so what is it, what, what other things do you like to do or have done or, or, or is that it? Like as far as just edging or not edging, but baiting. Baiting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I bait regularly. That's, that's really my, uh, sexual release and sexual gratification. I'm a solo sexual, basically. I was going to ask um, you if you were. That is my, yeah, that's, that's actually how I discovered bait world. I saw the word solo sexual somewhere and I typed it into Google, like, what is this? <laughs> and, uh, bait world came up and that's how I found bait world. Um, so yeah, it's all about masturbating for me. I, I do a lot of it when I'm editing videos mm -hmm. um, because that's when the scene is really fresh on my mind and hot. Mm -hmm. I do not masturbate to my own editing clips. Uh, there's only one that I can get off to um, because I'm distracting. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, when you're watching porn, you project yourself into the scene and i can't do that when it's me <laughs> right talking so that's a that's a huge turnoff and the only reason that i can get off on the clip that i do with j bull um is the audio of it the audio is really hot and sometimes i will just put on headphones and listen to the audio not watch the video and that's that'll get me going pretty quick well and you provided us a treat um special treat that I will mention at the very end. Um, so guys stay tuned. Well, I'll just go ahead and say it so we can get in debate world. But so 
Yes, I normally have a playtime with my guests, but he is very specific about what he does and what he likes. Um, but what he did offer was um, audio of this actual video um, for you guys to listen to at the end. The only video of his out of all of them that he can get off to, he's offered to give us the audio of that so we can hear it. And it is very hot. I will say I was I was a little surprised because I think you've had some videos that were more verbal than this one. I would say well, there are specific moments in it, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, kind of halfway through and the ending um, when there's no toy, there's no Venus two thousand because I use the pump and the wand on it. But when right. I'm doing the stroking by hand. I can hear my hand movements oh, very yeah. clearly. Oh yeah. I can hear the loo, a greased up cock. That sound is my favorite sound in the world. When I am watching someone masturbate or I'm milking somebody with lube and, and hear that greased up penis, that is, that is that the best sound in the world, like I said. So, uh, yeah. And I can really hear it in that clip. Um, I'm really fond of that bull. He's a good friend of mine. I've been milking him for five years. Mm -hmm. So, um, there's a special connection there. Um, and he's the best moaner and best verbal bull. I've, you know, he's perfect. So yeah, he's great. And so you don't like to like do anything like eat ass or, or suck a dick or anything when you're, but you just like to just bait. Cause I don't think any people know exactly what a describe a solo. Like I interviewed, um, Robert black recently and he's, um, that mm -hmm. episode is going to be, a, and he's a solo flexible, but as a solo sexual, just tell everybody what that is real quick. So solo sexual, uh, their, uh, sexual gratification is, is strictly for masturbating. So, um, no partner. So yeah, that's, that's really how, um, how I get off as well. Nice. Okay. So now tell us about bait world and how you became, how you got involved with them. Uh, you started to talk about it a little bit earlier, but how you became, um, you know, a part of their marketing team or their chief marketing, you know, officer, how, how did you get involved? So I, um, the, the owner of bait world, uh, became a bull of mine. Um, at oh. a retreat, and so we struck up a friendship. I'd been on Bay World for uh, five years up to that point, um, and we talked online. But and we knew we were going to meet each other at this retreat. It's a retreat, actually, the Bay World hosts called the Cock Summit, and um, uh, I melted him at the Cock Summit, the first Cock Summit, um, and then we just became buddies. And uh, he offered me a job. Uh, after I moved away from LA and, um, yeah, it's, he knew about my, uh, work experience in Hollywood and the award shows that I worked at. So he knew I was, I was good at marketing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I took on marketing advertising and then two years ago when the pandemic hit and I started producing original content for Bait World. Uh, in the form of the Bader training series, which we launched uh, in March of 2020. And it's a, it's a show, it's a series with 10 episodes each season, and it's a different masturbator. Uh, although we've had um, 
pairing. So two masturbators in one video, but it's different techniques, different styles, different ways to masturbate in a how, you know, different places to masturbate, that sort of thing. So it's basic. The, the gist of it is to really kind of kill the shame around masturbation, which is still pretty prevalent among men, um, especially men who are raised in, uh, you know, strict religious households. Um, so it's, it's kind of bringing masturbation out in the open. We just finished our fourth season. And then for this masturbation month, May, uh, we just, decided to kind of spin off of that and make a masturbation competition series. Nice. And before you, before you go into that, I just want to make sure that we were clear when we say like what bait world is like, like to people that don't know what is bait world. It's a community of baiters that can do what on that website. Well, it's, a, it's like Facebook for masturbators. It's a social site for masturbators. So masturbators gotcha. can share pictures, videos, talk to each other in vid chat, um, film. You know, it, it's we have a webcam there, so um, people can cam with each other. Uh, it's great. There are forums, blogs. Um, yeah, it's just cool. There, it's a terrific. It's like it's the biggest uh masturbation community online for sure cool okay and now so you were talking about your now what you're doing something new and interesting uh which is yeah. a masturbation series and that leads us to the great bait off right yep the great bait world bait off is the first masturbation competition series and we have six baiters with six challenges um and it's really about technique um and positioning and uh and food there's the challenge with food um and it's super super hot these are six uh i would say super users of the site so people know them you know they're known through the community they all have social media presence um and it's incredibly hot they shot all the challenges in march and april and so now we're in post-production and we're launching this friday may 6th and uh, we're going to go for uh, all of May and all of June. Um, and we're going to have a live finale in June to crown the winner. So, nice. Yeah, nice. Very exciting. Yeah. Nice. Now I know and I'm the host. <laughs> <laughs> right now. So I know that um, to join now to, for, to, for bait world, do you have to, is it free to join or is there a trial or. It's free to join, no credit card when you join. Um, you get seven days of premium. Um, and premium membership uh, means that you can watch videos on the site. You can do the vid chat, vid chatting with other baiters in the community. Um, and, uh, you know, you sort of get the full, um, you get the full offerings. But uh, basic members, yep, there are a ton of basic members. Um and uh and that's free so yeah it's uh it's a great community and it's always growing and uh we're just so excited about this show we think it's going to be a huge hit with the members it's of course going to be great bait fuel because you're going to see these six beautiful masturbators oh, masturbating yeah. in oh yeah oh, different yeah. ways and yeah it's and so be great. and so how can how can guys uh catch this this series 
So yeah, just log into Baitworld, baitworld.com, and uh, you'll see it advertised on the front page. Wonderful. Um, and then every Sunday, after we release a show every Friday, I'm going to be doing live commentary on each episode on a live YouTube uh, with a contestant each time. So I'll have each of the six contestants doing commentary with me, um, which will add to Bait World later. But for now, it'll be a live YouTube experience every Sunday afternoon. Nice, nice. Okay, great, great. Well, um, thank you for hanging in there with me. I know this was a longer episode, and I know it's kind of a little late for you, and it's getting a little late for me too. But I just, uh, I think it was great. I think this will be one of the one of the the best episodes. I mean, I love all my episodes, but definitely very informative, but hot at the same time for all kinds of uh, guys all over the world that I'm sure have a lot of these, qu these questions, um, because, you know, a lot of them are not in places where they may not have access to maybe certain right. toys or certain resources, but they all have access yeah. to their holes. So, um, and they have access to their, they have access to their dicks. So, um, thank you very much for this. And, um, and, uh, as promised, we, at the end of this, we will share the audio, either part or all of the video that the one video that he has shot that that he can get off to that makes him come so thank you uh milking coach oh and guys um for those listening uh you have until may 6th to vote for the naughty audio for men podcast uh for uh best podcast best gay sex podcast of the year on cybersocket uh you can click down in the um the show notes to find out how to do that and if you vote for this podcast, you screenshot yourself um, voting or voting for the podcast and the confirmation, and you email that to me at the Naughty Audio for Men, Naughty Audio for Men at gmail.com, you will get one free video from one of my playtimes with my guests that is normally locked in the Patreon. So, um, yeah, we have until the end of the day at May 6th. So please vote for the Naughty Audio for Men podcast at Cybersocket at cybersocketawards.com. Yes. Um, thank you for hanging in, in there for that. The Good luck with that. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, again, thank you so much, uh, Milking Coach. Really appreciate you, man. My pleasure. Thank you, Naughty. All right. Does that feel good, Bull? Yes. Yes, Coach. Nice. <laughs> Like the fur. <laughs> Here too. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. Have you missed Coach's hands? Yes, Coach. Good ball. that hard dick for me. Yeah. Come up to coach. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Alright, let's do that again. Come on up to coach. One more time. There you go. Yeah, come on up. Come on, good.
Still nothing beats Coach's touch, right, Paul? Right, Coach. Yeah, let me hear a pull. 
close, close, close. Fuck. Oh. Um. 
can get up there. There you go. found that stimulating and informative. If you have a sexy story, fantasy, or confession you'd want to share, then shoot me an email at naughtyaudioformen at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at audioformen. You can listen on Reddit and discuss with other listeners. And for exclusive bonus content that includes early episodes and exclusive videos from my playtime, you can join my Patreon. All the links to this are down in the show notes.